Friends, welcome to the High and Anxious podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dahl, and today we are going to discuss part five of five of a special series with my friend and coach, Dr. Lisa Hartwell. If you missed parts one through four, make sure you go back and listen to them. Dr. Hartwell is an anxiety specialist who helps ambitious professionals and women in business, just like you and me, to create an easier life, even with anxiety. She'll teach us to create an anxiety master plan that can help us to stop the cycle of anxiety. Let's dig into part five of five of this series with Dr. Hartwell so you can learn to create an anxiety master plan for your life. Hey, are you a high achiever who struggles with perfectionism? Do you get stuck in the cycle of overthinking? Do you do everything for everyone else because you think otherwise it won't get done? Do you feel like you should come with a disclaimer? Hi, I'm anxious. (laughs) Hey, I'm Katie. Full disclosure, I'm not a therapist, doctor, or mental health professional. I'm just a career mama who also struggles with anxiety. For me, anxiety reared its head at the most inconvenient times, when I wanted to be present with my family, at those high-pressure business meetings, when I was laying in bed awake at night worrying instead of sleeping. I just wanted to relax and be able to have fun, and I know that you do too. What if you found tools to manage your anxiety? What if you knew how to enjoy life even though you are anxious? Look, it's time to put down that third cup of coffee and swap it for some lemon water. We're going to get control over anxiety so it can stop controlling you. Let's go, girl. So friends, we're back. Day five of our five-part series with Dr. Hartwell. Ultimately, we're talking about creating your anxiety master plan for life, which is where we are today. Yes. Day five, we made it. I'm glad you're still listening. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) And for people who want to um, learn more about Dr. Hartwell, definitely go back and listen to episodes one through four. And then also I'll link more information on her in the show notes and where you can connect with her too after the show Mm -hmm. for more information. Yeah, I made my website super easy years and years and years ago, and I've never changed it. It's my name. I can't get easier than that. So yeah, we're good. I've enjoyed being here and I'm excited to, you know, kind of bring this on home and, and talk about what it means to really creating an anxiety mastery plan for your own life. Because there, I've never, ever, ever seen two mastery plans the same. It's they're all individual, and the exciting thing is, is you can either co-create it with someone or do it on your own. And once you have that, you really feel empowered that you got this. That's what I love about it. It's amazing that that goes to that hope message that we keep talking about. People can go from feeling helpless to hopeful yeah what an amazing shift yeah wonderful what a service to the world too yeah all of us and our families to Mm -hmm. live a life of hope as opposed to one full of helplessness and anxiety yeah exactly I would say that the first step in creating this anxiety master plan for your life is accepting that the goal the entire goal of the cyclical nature of high functioning anxiety. In other words, it comes and goes when situations trigger you. The goal is to accept that the purpose is to reflect and pivot, reflect and pivot. Every single time that it rears its head, every time the anxiety taps you on your shoulder, your goal has now become 
how to reflect on the situation and pivot in the moment. I love that. Life-changing. I love that. I I said this in an earlier episode, but I feel like it's worth repeating. That was one of the biggest takeaways that I had when I went through the course initially with you a couple of years ago was anxiety is your ally and it's just simply your signal that it's time to go. You don't have to look at it as this big, ugly monster that controls your life. It's a signal it's time to go. And what high-functioning, ambitious person doesn't want to grow? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, as well as at some point, the it, it it's not something to manage and it's not something to get rid of. Mm. Get rid of the, I would say the, the, the antithesis of the goal of accepting and high functioning anxiety is something that you want to be able to reflect and pivot on. The antithesis of that is getting rid of it and or managing it, which is what the, the mainstream language is. That's so interesting you mentioned that because I often question, is it really possible to like, heal from anxiety or get rid of anxiety? But you don't want to or need to get rid of it instead mm-hmm. you can use it as a messenger and op- an opportunity yes yeah it's it's interesting because in all uh, you probably know this too in in your endeavor that you've worked on is in all of my business coaches that I've hired or marketing coaches that I've helped create my business and grow my business and scale it they've always wanted to push me to use language of healing healing your anxiety. And, you know, it's what people want to hear. So that's what you put out there. And it, it's, it's been, it's been empowering, but it's been tough to stand in my little spot in the earth and say, but it's not necessarily about healing. What you're healing is what got you here. What you're healing is the possibly rotten apple experiences that you've gone through in your life that you're working through, which could be a myriad of things, could be trauma, could be, you know, uh, could be birth trauma, could be adoption trauma, um, could be fertility issues in in my case, right? Could be death in my, in my case, which I've experienced before with folks. And it could be lots of different things, but those are all experiences to work through. And so I think there's that that shift in in understanding that once that's the goal that you're healing from and you're growing from, it, it just takes on a different perspective. Yeah. And, and you're teasing the difference between anxiety at the end of the day is purely a scientific process, a biological process. It's not a soul process. It's merely a messenger. But our soul can't speak to us unless it has some other way to get at our humanness. Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. the way that's the messenger. And I was going to say, I love too, that you talk about an anxiety mastery plan. And we talked earlier about that new level, new devil thing. So um, healing almost seems linear. Mm. You're unwell and then you're healed one Mm. or the other but with this mastery thing you're continually rising to new heights new level new devil so we'll just Mm. keep working at this and using anxiety as our messenger that okay it's time now what is it time for me to learn or do right because you're you're moving through life so you would hope that you do have a new level new devil you would hope that 
your anxiety does look different when you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 70. I would hope so, but you're still growing. You're still learning. Each decade you're learning. So if you if you heal it, 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 quote unquote, heal your anxiety and you no longer are burdened with having anxiety in your life, what does that mean? Do you stop growing? Mm. I wonder. Interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? I I think that makes me think about people talk about choose your hard. Mm. So would would you rather have the difficulty in being entrenched in your anxiety or holding this notion in your mind that you're you're going to heal yourself from it and never experience it again, which just is unrealistic when you really think about it Mm. and shifting instead to all right what I'm going to choose to do is recognize this as my opportunity for growth and although that is hard I know that I'm going to feel better on the other side of it and be Mm. better equipped to handle anxiety in the future as well yeah 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 and that's why I write with that is being the first step in your anxiety mastery plan is to accept this goal as reflection and pivoting is the is the goal. And then by having an improved and individualized strategy that we tapped on a bit earlier, which is what is it that you are going to come up with and add and shift and change and even pivot in your own strategy plan to manage your high functioning anxiety? when it arises, what is it that you're going to come up with that you can tweak and and shift? Because maybe the same tools that you used before, they're no longer working. So one of the stories that I would share with that one is an example is I uh, actually injured my back at, of all things, at the wonderful fun ride of Star Wars in Disneyland last year when we were on our vacation. And it has yet to heal. And I'm getting lots of work done on that to figure out what's going on. And swimming and being in the water is and walking has been always my on my anxiety mastery plan. It helps me cope. It helps me clear my mind. It helps me be in one with the earth, so to speak, and getting my feet wet and dirty. And I haven't been able to. It spasms up when I swim or I'm in the water. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to reflect and pivot. What else can I do to manage my own high functioning anxiety when it comes up situationally? When my tools, I I don't have access to that right now. So I've had to create pivot and create additional individualized strategies to help me manage, manage myself with that. That's where it might help to, to work with a coach to help you. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. I used to use these tools. I'm not sure what else to try. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned in a previous uh, session, you have a toolbox. Yeah. Um, that, uh, forget the word you use, like a pretend toolbox and right. hey, let's try this one. So you can find what works for that person in yeah. that moment. Right. And that's okay. I think that's the exciting thing to think about that we have all of these tools at our disposal so you're not getting stuck the idea is that you do never you never want to get stuck in the anxiety and especially in the high functioning anxiety because remember we're trying to stay on the left side of that continuum and be able to pivot whenever it's necessary when maybe childbirth comes up and you can't use your same strategies that there's no accident you're not medically ill it's just 
childbirth sometimes doesn't allow you or, or being pregnant doesn't allow you to use the same strategies possibly that you used before. Or maybe you're have to reflect and pivot on your schedule changing. I'm sure you must feel very differently having definitely a, a baby compared to just having one child. Yes. It shifts tremendously. You additionally, how would the, the additional sh- shift changes, especially during COVID with your husband working away from home and the shift that that created and you, and you no longer allowed to use the same strategies that worked when, for instance, he was around or you had one child. So it's that flexibility in recognizing that individually you can create and pivot when you need to. Keeping in mind that is the goal. And when you have your high functioning anxiety coming and tapping you on the shoulder, <clears throat> that's when you recognize, ah, it's time for me to tap into something else new level isn't, new devil isn't that a message of hope too that you don't have to find your perfect tools and that's it for life it's yeah <laughs> what works for you for now and that go. can change and there's a lot of options available to you mm-hmm. you just have to be willing to try to work to figure those out right i remember when my mom passed away this is right before <clears throat> covid got closed us down in the nation um, in January of 2020. And I remember uh, being very reliant on certain guided imagery and hypnosis um, recordings to get me through that time. Uh, it was a bit of a mess. <laughs> it was a bit of a mess. It was a really tough time in uh, my and my family's life. And at some point, maybe after six months, they weren't working anymore. There was something about not getting the, getting me back to baseline that they were offering me in the beginning. And I recognized what was happening was I wasn't in deep in the grief anymore. And it was time to grow from the grief. It was time to grow from the anxiety that I had lived and breathed six months prior. And I had to find some, a new tool. Especially That's to go to, to go to sleep at night, to, you know, to just kind of relax my mind, or when I found myself getting triggered, possibly by similar instances, I had to find some new tools. And so that was a, a kind of a turning point for you too, where you recognize, all right, this isn't working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what? It isn't working, but it was also a perception of it isn't working anymore because I've grown, because mm. I grew through that. And that's great. That's a great thing. But our mind wants to pull us back <laughs> to the pull us back to the place that we're comfortable with, right? So I think that's the important part of just accepting, embracing yourself and knowing. And that's where when you get really good at this thing, you really are able to in a moment recognize what's really happening. That's the wisdom that I hope that kind of gets pulled away from this is is I'm human. I'm human like the rest of us. Probably the only difference is I'm only a couple steps ahead of you in my knowledge base and my skill set of practice. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't that give hope too? You know, you mm-hmm. can say, you know, reach a hand back and say, hey, I'm here. I'm I'm yeah. up here. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I've used these skills so that 
I have increased my competence to handle this matter. And now mm. because of that experience, I know I can handle the next thing. That's right. Yeah. I'm not sure how yet, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'll figure that out. It'll yeah. be okay. Well, and that's what I always say, right? That, you know, you're creating this anxiety mastery plan for life. And by doing that and improving an individualized strategy, that strategy increases your competence, which is your know-how. That competence increases your confidence, which is actually the feeling behind the know-how. Now this confidence is this new energy behind the discernment that I talked about that allows your brain to actually reflect and pivot. I love so it's that. A, that 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 staircase effect of this leads to this leads to this. And when you think about it in terms of creating a new neuron pathway, you can't, for the most part, just go straight to confidence. For the most part, especially with high functioning anxiety, you got to have the strategy. The strategy leads to competence, which is it, which is just reinforcing that new neuron pathway, right? That's competence is leading to confidence. That confidence is leading to discernment, which is that frontal lobe thing again, mm. right? So it, it, it no longer feels like you're stuck in that constant cycle of high functioning anxiety anymore. I think that that is so relatable, especially for, you know, the type of people we both work with ambitious, high achieving people you can see that in probably your professional life, right? So mm. you have reached certain milestones or accomplishments or goals continuously to the point where you can easily see how in your work life, you increase your competence, therefore you increase your competence. Um, I think of, for example, when I was in college, I put off taking speech until like the absolute last time that I could, I had to take mm -hmm. it as part of my program and I was terrified to do any public speaking and I mm -hmm. did it and I didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can stand in front of a theater full of people. And now I'm not like hopping up and down to do it excited, but I can do it and it's not the end of the world. And mm -hmm. so it's just amazing to see how I have grown in that way. Mm -hmm. And it's the same concept, right? So it, I think it's nice to know that you can apply what you do professionally in that sense, to your personal life, to anxiety, yeah. to what's happening internally, just mm. take heart and know that you can find a way to increase your competence in your anxiety um, mastery skills mm -hmm. and become more competent, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I talk about this a lot in my, not only my social media, but in, uh, in my book too. Uh, when Bad Apples came out, in 2014, um, it was uh, about a nine month process to get it published and get it out there in the world. And I don't know why I did this. I guess I had the confidence <laughs> back then. Um, but I applied for a national conference to speak at with the um, overarching premise of helping service professionals like myself who work in trauma um, the skill set of what you and I are talking about today, basically a roadmap on how to manage their own anxiety and working with uh, victims, victims of crime. And um, that was in Florida. And so we uh, created a vacation out of it. 
And we went booked a time in with both NASA and Disney World at the time. So we were looking forward to that. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, what did I just sign up for? Because I got accepted (laughs) to speak at this conference. Not really knowing how it was. I'd never done it before, right? It was literally just published. Well, the funniest part of this story is time was getting crunched. And as things were moving forward, I didn't get to see my book actually in hand until we got to the Disney hotel. Oh, stressful. Oh yeah. So much anxiety, (laughs) so much anxiety. And I had them shipped to the hotel, but I had one box shipped to the, um, to the, uh, to the hotel where the conference was. And I had another box shipped to the hotel so I could at least see it before we went. And it was just this amazing time of having so much anxiety. I literally, I think I was making myself sick because I was so worried that it wasn't all going to kind of come together. And it was so hard for me to hold back the tears when I was standing in front of a room. I think there was about 88 people in the room that came to my workshop. And I had to breathe so (laughs) deeply to even get started because I was so overwhelmed. It was the first time I did the workshop. I've done it many, many times since then. The same premise of a workshop. And it, but what you just said about speaking in front of people, I really don't have a problem with that. I'm a bit of an extrovert, but I was so anxious about the whole thing about being judged. Are they going to like this? People going to laugh at the book or, you know, no, I just, everything was so new. I just remember it like it was yesterday. And yet it was so well received. Um, There were so many people in tears after, and it was just such an amazing, rewarding experience. But talk about going from reflecting and pivoting, reflecting and pivoting, you know, implementing strategy after strategy to get through it, to increase my competence to where I could walk away with confidence that, okay, I'm so glad I listened to my soul's purpose on this one and carried it through because it has, it has literally changed my business and my practice and my life. It's kept me grounded in a way that at my age at 50 something, I never thought possible that I'd be able to constantly pull back and anchor myself in the skill set that I teach other people. That's amazing. What a, what an incredible story. And had you not been willing to pivot and stick with that like choose that hard you wouldn't have had that experience yourself you wouldn't have impacted all those people yeah like who knows what other um domino effect that had on your life right you not yeah followed through yeah yeah it's been a it's been a journey for sure that's why I feel like the you know the next level now of understanding where I'm taking my business or, or even my personal life through my own anxiety mastery and how I'm willing to listen to whatever my soul's next purpose is, is exciting for me to, to really see where this goes and, and partnering with people like yourself on the earth who I've never met. We've only ever met online, right? It's just such a, a beautiful thing that we get to create and uh, and have that ripple effect, like I said, with the orchard to be able to see how far reaching this thing goes is so exciting to me. Oh, 
Thank you. Th- mm-hmm. I just am so, so grateful. I can't even express how how much I've learned from you, how much I appreciate um, just your graciousness, your warmness. I can tell you practice what you preach and you know it so well. And I, I love that you've got the science piece to it, but I like mm-hmm. that you ta- also talk about soul and they go mm-hmm. hand in hand and you don't have to separate the two. Right. And just the message of hope. You can go from feeling helpless to hopeful and you have the power to create that plan to help yourself get there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. 100%. Amen, sister. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Is is there so anything welcome. you feel like that we didn't talk about that you want to close with so that people can learn more about the process, learn more about you? Um, I think just, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm here for you and Katie's here for you. Just reach out anytime if you want to, if you're curious and you need some support around that, um, you obviously know how to uh, get at either one of us. Um, I would just offer that as a result of either filling out or taking the uh, quiz, the anxiety quiz or the assessment, as I've called it from there, the only way to work with me is through a group membership program in which I have my course that Katie's alluded to. And that's where you get some group coaching. If we find that individual coaching, anxiety coaching is um, appropriate, then I would let you know during a one-on-one call with me. And from there, I think Katie knows this too, is I also offer uh, retreats and I do retreats in Hawaii. I've done them elsewhere, but for now, I'll be sticking to Hawaii and and offering uh, retreats for us ambitious professionals so we can come here and do some self-care and possibly tweak your anxiety mastery plan. And I have those slated for 2023. So that would probably be the only other thing I would offer that talks about how to work together. That sounds incredible. What mm. What sounds more amazing than working with Dr. Hartwell in Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So fun. So fun. Now that everything's opened up, we're going to, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to keep it kind of small. We'll probably have about 10 professionals together and we'll create a, a pretty wonderful experience over here for you. Amazing. Mm. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. And again, I will link uh, to where you can take the quiz and find information about Dr. Hartwell in the show notes and also to connect with her if you want to learn more about working with her. Yes, please do. It's been a wonderful just a wonderful experience to share all this information and knowledge and just talk story and having fun chatting about what so many of us have to work through and have a better life. Yeah. Agreed. I always enjoy our time. Thank you so much. Aloha. Mahalo to you too. Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) Thank you. Take care. Friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and this series with Dr. Lisa Hartwell. I've linked in the show notes where you can connect with Dr. Hartwell. Also, please come join my free Facebook group so you can share how you will work to create your own anxiety master plan for life. You can find the link to the Facebook group in the show notes. I look forward to talking with you next week. Hey friend, thanks for being here. Did today's episode help you feel more in control of your anxiety? Did it inspire you to rest or relax? Or maybe it challenged you to really look at why anxiety is a part of your life. If so, I'd love to hear from you. If you would take 30 seconds, pause this episode, scroll down in Apple Podcasts, and leave me a review, I would be so grateful. See you next week.
Disclaimer, I am not a medical professional and this podcast is not providing therapy or medical treatment. Contents of the podcast are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult your healthcare provider with your health questions and concerns.